Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Adam Hill showing out right here on another amazing episode of the podcast. Yes, dude. Shout out to all y'all checking in, listening, wherever the fuck you at in the world. I know you could be doing whatever you want and you out here on the podcast. So I appreciate you wherever you're at, in the car, at home, in the grow, trimming, at the dispensary, at your house, whatever the fuck you're at, watching this on the YouTubes. You're the best. Thank you so much. And you know who else is the best? Kentron is the best. This man right here tickling them ebonies and ivories. He's been with me for a dozen years now, dude. Isn't that crazy, Kentron? A dozen, dude. It is, crazy. is it more? It's 15 years. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't want to do math. 2008. Right now. That's all I know. 2008. We're 22, 24 years. She 14 years, dude. Wow. I know you didn't have no gray hair. All right, dude. Enough talking to Ken, dude. You already let me turn this. Let me turn off that mic. Look, it's been crazy. Appreciate y'all. We also streaming this live on Twitch if you wanted to watch it live and not the video version. You know, you can always tune in Twitch. We on that daily. But enough about me. Enough about what the fuck's going on. You can watch me all the time. You know where to find me at the website, on Twitch, everywhere. It's about the man who's sitting next to me because I've been trying to get this man on my show for a little bit. We've crossed paths many times in many countries because of the plant that we all love to consume that brings a lot of people together. And uh, you might have seen his work. You might have watched his show that was on uh, a Vice, one of the first real cannabis shows because they actually used real weed. Uh, it's a little show. It's called Bonga Petite. I think he was like the executive producer. He also has a show out right now. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's on Altered. On Altered. Altered, dude. Uh, it's We're getting on them bigger platforms too. Altered. It's uh, uh, Operation Pipe Dream. It's, you know, a whole little glass blowing competition show. It's out there. He's also... You know, worked with a lot of amazing companies and smoked some of the best weed in the world because he was a judge for many, many cups. I'm talking about the man with the uh, most distinguished frames. I won't say best frames. I'll say the most distinguished because, you know, I wear frames too and everything I do is, you know, we out here, baby. We out here. We out here, dog. It's Jason Pinsky, everybody. Jason, yeah. Fanfare. The crowd goes wild. They are. I don't have my sound effects, but there would be like a live studio audience I cheering. Can hear, I can hear it in my brain, of course, but that's how you have to enter the room, right? When you know that, like, you know, the applause is loud. Yeah, dude. You just come in like, yeah, that's me. I got to say, I, I've been actually uh, listening to the show since 2009 and wondering when I can actually get the We're lying to me, Jason. You know this like, <laughs> you know, from the airwaves <laughs> over the internet, I had to dial up on my 28.8 modem, right? You know, just to like tap into the uh, 
interwebs to get the uh, podcast, the first of its kind. Jay, I don't even think you knew about my podcast in 2009, dude. I thought you were working in your uncle's porn factory in 2009. No, that was more, it wasn't my uncle's porn factory, but um, he was a nice Jewish guy. I mean, from the valley. From the valley, and um, it was... 10 years before that. It was like 2001. <laughs> it's, every, it's every young man's dream to like, you know, sneak out of your bar mitzvah and smoke weed for the first time, you know, and as a New Yorker. And I always thought like, you know, how would that counterpart happen? Like, what would it be like growing up as a young Jew in the Valley? Yeah, pot and porn. Yeah, there it is. Uh, right there. So weed you, porn these days, right? Uh, I mean, there was a lot of things going on back. I, I remember seeing, it's not about me, Jason. Quit talking to me. It's about you right now. <laughs> It was, I was going to talk about beaver bongs for a second, but that's a whole other subject, dude. Yeah. Jason, in the building, how you doing? I'm good, man. You know, it was a little bit of a uh, schlep, actually, to get up here, right, at this hour. But, yeah. Uh, we have uh, James Jones is my dad at Teche, and, and actually uh, driver extraordinaire. So we got up here, no problem. It's amazing what uh, a uh, little coffee will do uh, right before you go on the air. So I'm feeling quite refreshed. What? So, um, it's good to hear. I love your radio voice, too. It feels, it sounds good in my ears. I feel like I'm getting ear fucked right now. It's just, uh, really nice with the little, that tone. I, I don't know how I developed that right now. <laughs> I mean, you, you must have some filter. Well, were you, uh, I mean, I was, I was doing a little thing. You have this thing called Pinsky Triangle, where it's, uh, you know, the three, three points of your life that make you who you are. It's actually, uh, to correct you, it's four-point geometry. Four points, I'm sorry, yeah, you yeah. know, because we're all in different dimensions. Yeah, well, you know, it's a, it's a, a, a three is four. Four actually is uh, as we call it at my studio because not everything is what it appears, right? If you look at the triangle straight on, uh-huh. it may look like it's three points, right? right? But if you shift your perspective, you'll see it's a four-point tetrahedron. So that's, uh, that, that Pinsky triangle has been uh, somehow uh, how I've crafted the uh, geometry of, uh, of my life and connected the dots. You're right about that. So, uh... The Pinsky Triangle, it's not three points, three is four, he's out here, so that means, look at, that's a whole other subject, Jason, you're just gonna make me get all mindfucked right now, how did you, how did you get into the triangle, how did you get into geometry, was it drugs? Um, you know, I uh, remember when I was taking a lot of mushrooms and acid, I saw a lot of shapes. Um, for me, actually, um, when I smoked DMT for the first time, uh, everything kind of, uh, like, you know, pierced the fabric of reality. But uh, no, the Pinsky Triangle has been uh, a narrative of how I've crafted uh, the different points on my career. Um, so music is really how it started, right? And uh, music led to weed. Uh, but for my living, uh, I've made a career in tech. So music and weed were kind of the passion points on the bottom, and tech is really how I made my living. So music came first. Well, of course. Music is, your pa- is the passion? I was, uh, music and weed were kind of the passion points, and tech is how I made my living, and it's amazing how kind of things spun on access, because right, eventually weed is how I made my right. living and, and music. So, you know, I, I think that um, it's important to like establish these points in your life and see how you can uh, connect the dots. You don't want to be a straight line. You want to have many, many angles on you. Uh, different facets, actually. It's, uh, it's, uh, and, and the triangle actually uh, uh, can go fractal in the sense. If you Google the words uh, triangle and fractal, it's actually called uh, the Serpinski Triangle. Did you know that? The, the Serpinski? Uh, S-E-I-R, Serpinski. Mm. The guy that, like, you know, he was a mathematician from, like, Poland. And uh, the uh, concept of, like, a fractal... But like a triangle fractal, you know, there's different fractals. It's like Mandelbrot, <laughs> the 
Pinsky's one of the fractal dudes, but Serpinski's one of the, you know, big fractal guys, triangle fractal guys. Is that, is that like a, a distant uncle because he has a sir in front of it? You know, actually for me, I was thinking like uh, if I did something really cool in my life and, uh, you know, got knighted, right? Uh, now by, by Serpinski. It would be Serpinski, yeah, like Sir Patrick Stewart. You right, know what I mean? right. Or something like here, right? Jean-Luc Picard, right? Sir Patrick Stewart. Right? Maybe we're on the way to that. Yeah. Sir Lawrence Olivier. So how, how'd you get into the music? What what was it? What Being in New York, here you are. Uh, you're, you're from New York. I'm, I'm, you really... Classic, classically trained as a New Yorker, yeah. What, classically trained, born and raised. Born and raised and, uh, and, uh, and came out to uh, L.A. to live out here since 2017. Okay. But uh, how did I get into music? I don't know. My mom was uh, into dance. She taught ballet at the house. And, uh, oh. You know. Uh, that must uh, have been exciting for a little Jason. Well, I mean, she always had, like, I was born in 73. So if you think of, like, you know, the music that was going on in the early 70s. Yes. Like, when you're most impressionable. I mean, you can hear the musical stylings right here on your show, man. It's so fucking good. Kentron's a vibe, man. Kentron's the vibe, right? Kentron's here, like, the human jukebox. You know, back then, it was probably, like, Herbie Hancock or, like, you know, whatever, like, some of the all-time great. So I think the music was just ingrained into my soul, but I started playing drums when I was six and piano when I was seven, and eventually I sold my uh, my keyboard for a uh, for a moped, and now it's... Uh, now you got a Harley. So so your mom was a ballet teacher. She taught dance, yeah, man. But, like, we always kind of had music, you know, around the house. And I think probably it was, like, you know, some of her friends that would, like, come over and, like, listen to Grateful Dead and smoke weed in dark rooms. I can remember, you know, this guy, Al Soma. I remember my mom's friend, Al, like, used to smoke weed. Al has a funny smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that concert smell, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was like, I remember that. But my first show was probably the Beach Boys at Jones Beach I love when the I was Beach like Boys. 14. Um, but I went to my first Dead show when I was 16. So my older brother, Jono, he's my business partner now. He, uh, he really kind of let me hang out with his whole crew, and that exposed me to, like, you know, I'd say the music lane and the week lane almost simultaneously when I was, like, you know. Like Teenager. Oh, is, that, is it only you two in the family? Uh, well, I mean, uh, we actually uh, were blessed a, a, another younger brother about 20 years later. Oh, like, what? Yeah, Josh. But, uh, but yeah, Jono and I were the two that grew up in, uh, in New York. Okay, so uh, here you are growing up in New York. Mom's ballet teacher. You're influenced with music. You, you're, how are you in school? Are you a good student? Are you? Um, I was voted in high school most likely to be absent. <laughs> most likely to be not here, but not here. I mean, you know, time is relative, right? But um, I went to a high school in Mountain Lakes, New Jersey. There were about 80 kids. There were like three Jews in the class. And like, definitely I was like smoking weed. I got drug tested, actually. I was supposed to be a part of an exchange student uh, program for like these uh, in Russia. Russia, and um, I was uh, I was told I couldn't go because I uh, I was they were I was too much of a risk. What? Yeah, so I, I, I missed that, but um, I don't know. I started I started. Uh, so the first time you smoked weed was with your brother. Uh, the first time I smoked weed was with Jason Werner, um, and uh, uh, we stole his dad's weed. Uh, it was 13. It was, like, basically, like, on my 13th book. birthday. So yeah. you, okay. Yeah. That's S similar? Same thing. It's like a young man's rite of passage. I yeah. I smoke weed. So, and you knew about weed before? Or did he bring it up? Like, yo, I got weed. And you're like, ew, yeah. what's weed? Yeah, no, no. I, I knew about weed. Um, 
you know, I think, uh, but like, you know, we definitely stole his dad's weed and smoked it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, How'd you guys smoke it? Uh, bong hit, actually. You guys had a bong? Yeah, we were at Matthew Geffner's uh, place. I love how you're just naming everybody. It's yeah, because I remember this shit. This like, is... I couldn't re- tell you, like, short-term memories is a problem, but, like, you know, I have these valleys of information, and you're just, like, blowing harpoons of data, like, across the valley. Yeah. I don't remember anyone's names. Really? Yeah. I don't even remember someone's name I met yesterday. I can't remember anything, actually, and that's why <laughs> I leave a stress-free existence. Most people are like, how come you have no stress? And I'm like, I just can't remember anything. It's kind of like a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. I think we're extensions of our digital selves these days, man. Like, you know, be nice to your artificial intelligence. That's, you know, they're keeping tabs on this. Who is that? Siri. What? Yeah. Hi. She's listening. Don't say her name because she'll turn on. That's all right. I changed his name. I'm actually, oh, you, you changed? I changed Siri's voice. It's not a, it's not a female anymore. Which, which one did you go with? Uh, I don't remember. It's like a, it's like a dude. Hold on. Is it the Australian? Hey Siri, what's the weather outside? Is that like Texas? That's like the. That's I don't like, know. That's he like sounds cool as fuck. He that's sounds. Like, that sounded like like the uh, the automated hurricane warning message, like when you're about to die. That's like. No. Come on, man. That wasn't no. Siri. Is that? That is really. Yeah. Well, that must be like lo-fi Siri. Hey know? Siri, what is the meaning of life? is like actual like that's like thank you siri all right man i'm I'm like behind them that's like southern is that like texas it's like austin texas siri sounds good to me dude it's like soothing it's like yo your turn's about to be right here man if siri doesn't sound like siri to me it just doesn't feel like but who is siri siri is whatever you want siri to be that's true it's a digital ai that built in and you could just modify it however you want you're into modifications um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I am into my You're into technology. Yeah. It's one of your, it's one of the... It's one of the points. One of the, the points in your triangle. I, I didn't mention food was the... Oh, uh, I love was, food. Was the fourth point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let me get to it, Pinsky, because, you know, you were part of a lot of cannabis culture, you know, in the past couple of years, being uh, with this TV shows and being a part of some of these big brands. I want to, I want to get into it, Pinsky, you know? I know you got Pinsky in the brain, so let's get, let's get Pinsky in the brain and figure it out. So here you are, growing up in New York, good chill household you got an older brother everything's cool you're, you're just kind of most likely to be absent so you show up to school you're just there because it's required the teachers how was your report card were you good grade was like no, i was i was i was okay yeah it's easy school's yeah, easy I if you up, imp- apply yourself i wasn't actually like very academic in the sense but like you know i was okay in and then, so you, bar mitzvah, you smoke weed, and is, how, how'd you feel? Was it, you're like, I love weed, I'm gonna keep smoking this, this is part of my life, or were you like, eh, whatever? Um, I don't know, man, I think that, uh, my first cannabis cup, actually, I was reading High Times since I was 16, I was certainly into the culture and into the music, and, uh, when I was 21 in, in 1994, I got selected as a judge for, uh, the seventh annual cannabis cup it was the first time they were open to uh to non-high times employees yeah okay so in 94 me and my brother actually went over to amsterdam and we went to uh judge 
the seventh annual cannabis. And how did you buy a ticket? Do they elect you? Uh, how no, do you become a judge? You, you had to write a letter. Uh, there was a little classified ad in the back of the magazine of high times. Of high times, and they were saying judges wanted you know write up and send a self-addressed stamped envelope. You remember those? Yeah. Yeah. S A S E. S A S E. Yeah. And a letter of why you should be selected. No emails. No. 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 This instant was, message. This was in '94, dude. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you have to send me. I sent them a fucking letter, yeah. dude. Like Give me your name and your address. Who yeah. I am and why I think I would be good being a judge. And I got a uh, a return letter from them saying congratulations, you've been accepted. And um, it was uh, so there were travel packages. So you can either stay in one of two hotels, and it was like one or two flights of an LA flight and a New York flight. Right. And uh, that flight was legendary, man. Jack Harrer was like four rows behind me. Kyle Cushman was like four rows in front of me. Uh, Chem Dog was th- was the two real rows. Chem Dog. The real Chem Dog was two rows. We, me and Greg. And you knew all. Three. And you knew all of these people from what? the High Times. Or? I knew who Jack was, but like yeah. Kyle Cushman, man, had like this skinny Jersey mustache. Like he was still like you know, Adam. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like a, you know, it was his first time that he had a, his, an article in High Times. Right. Like if you want to go back that far. Um, so, and yeah. let me let me see. Let me guess your letter, dear High Times. I love the Grateful Dead. I've been smoking weed I, for many years. I grow weed. Did you grow weed? No, I actually didn't grow weed. Um, I sold a little bit of weed once I started getting into, you know, like uh, junior, senior year. And, and did college. you mention that? What did your letters say? How did you qualify to be a judge? What did you write in the letter? You know, that's one that uh, goes back into the into the memory banks. I probably was like, uh, I'm I'm the number one fan of the Adam Hill podcast. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Um, you know, since I'm such an avid listener, I know everything about weed through the show that's ever heard. I'm, I think I'm qualified. I'm barely talking about weed anywhere. I talk about life. Yeah. I've, I've studied life through the lens of Adam Hill. He's like, I don't remember what the fuck I wrote. I was like... No, but I I, I, I do remember, uh, you know, they selected me. And actually, I have the... I still have all that shit. I have the, the signed High Times with Jack. Uh, Jack Herrer, um signed the uh, the centerfold, and uh, we were talking about mushrooms, right? Because Amsterdam just opened up like the, these smart shops over right. there, so they were selling like psychedelic mushrooms and all that stuff. Yeah, so I remember. Uh, yeah, definitely, uh, there were a couple of uh, of legends on that trip. But my, you know, fast forward, it wasn't until 2014 that I started judging cannabis cups again. So there was like a little bit of a 20-year hiatus. <laughs> in, in, not in going to Amsterdam. We used to go on 420. Like yeah. Me and my crew would go in April. Just to celebrate. Just to just because, yeah. You know. But, uh, but yeah, my first trip in Amsterdam was 94. 90, and you went out there to be a judge. Your first time that Amsterdam yeah, was... Yeah, I still have a... To be a judge, time. though. It wasn't just going to Amsterdam to visit the country. No, 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 no. There was a... There was a yeah, I, have a, I have a laminate that says official judge, you know? So, yeah, that's that's it. that's that's older than probably anyone that you know. Man. That's older than a lot of people that are um, in the space right now claiming to be experts on weed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I remember 94. There was a big-ass earthquake. I lived in 94 out here in L.A. It was crazy. Our crew, you know, was uh, was was always connected to music and weed through a, a, a place called the Wetlands in uh, Lower Manhattan. And Wetlands uh, was kind of like uh, the epicenter of... Uh, I used to get my, my kind bud from a guy named Mark Crystal. 
and he would uh, be this, but he's still around actually in New York, Mark Crystal, if you're listening. But uh, Mark would um, Mark would sit out in front of the wetlands and actually have like head stash kind bud. Um, and uh, Tuesday nights was the Grateful Dead night, and uh, you know, they would have like a different Dead cover band. So a lot of the kids in New York City would all like kind of like you know gravitate and wind up at, at wetlands and. You know, that's really where, like, you know, a lot of the early chem dog and sour diesel and, like, a lot of those, you know, kids kind of met up. <coughs> At the wetlands. At the sweatlands, actually. The sweatlands. Yeah, that's what we would call it. It got hot as fuck in there. It got hot as fuck in there, yeah. So, here you are meeting legends in cannabis, but your passion is music. You're playing instruments. Are you in any bands? Are you performing? Are you um, just no? A- I, I was um, I, I played music, but not uh, but my performance. Uh, you know, I was the uh, I got the lead in a couple of school plays. I was the cowardly lion. Interesting fun fact in the Wizard of Oz. Huh. In high school? Uh, that was in uh, that was in camp actually, Camp Westmont. Mm. Yeah. Summer camp. Summer camp. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was. Uh, Did you I, have fun? I, I mean, yeah. You know, like, uh, Did I, you get any butt from it? Any girls like, oh, you were so good. Can you um, wear that lion costume? You know what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I was like eight years old. Oh, no, no, stop. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, oh, no. It wasn't really. Yeah, who's doing that? That was the following year. Eight year old. That was the following year. Damn, you out here. Yeah. I didn't know they do Wizard of Oz summer plays at eight years old, dude. I thought it's more like let's go play and like swim and play sports and. Play no, games. man, I, I actually went to a performing arts camp in New Milford, oh. Connecticut, called Bucks Rock. And uh, interesting, I didn't act in at Bucks Rock, but the uh, the lighting and sound design. This is where I got hit from being like in front of the camera or on stage to like behind in production. Uh, Bucks Rock's lighting and sound design program was was efficiently uh, was uh, effectively known as uh, LSD and uh, at lighting and sound design. Oh, so, like, oh, you know, oh! You know the guys that would do like you know lighting and sound design mm. were all like kind of tripped out. You know, right? They were probably on LSD doing the LSD. I mean, maybe you know, perhaps. <laughs> I think I was a little older. I was uh, about 13 when I was at Bucks Rock, but I didn't do LSD for the first time until probably 16 or 17. Oh, yeah? Was that at camp that you did LSD? No, we went to a place called The Torn, which was like the wooded area, like, you know, north of where we, like, you know, lived. And I would say that, you know, tripping in nature is definitely uh, probably... Top tier. Yeah, where you should be. That's only where I like to do it. When I used to trip, it was either forests or deserts or... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've tripped balls. Like, I didn't like the beach. I didn't like tripping on the beach. I don't like sand. Yeah, if uh, uh, floating, you know, this one time in St. Lucia, I was like floating in the ocean tripping balls. And uh, that's nice when you have that like kind of weightless kind of feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe fucking with me a little bit. I can't imagine being at the Dead Sea and like tripping balls. Well, floating there. I, you know, you, you know, I, it was an assisted floating experience. I was on like some sort of raft. No, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Just floating. I thought you were just in the water, like yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm fine. No. <laughs> I haven't been over to that part of the world actually. Which part? The Dead Sea. What? Yeah. You never been to Israel? Never. What are you waiting for? Uh, well, actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 
impatient about doing it, man. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, I'd say regardless of your fate, whatever whatever your faith is, like just being there because we all know the story. We all know that that story that's been told through everybody and translated thousands of years, and just being in that area historically yeah it's just it's just crazy to just you feel the energy just cause you know you feel you know when you walk into certain rooms you go to certain places you feel energy yeah that was, that's like one of the oldest cities with civilization and has religion it's just regardless of what you believe in it's just an amazing place to visit yeah man I want to go visit and I want to go like you know feel that I think that there are many places on the planet that actually have like you know that kind of like, yeah. uh, energy yeah Venice Beach man you know I was told there's a negative magnetic anomaly that sits like about a mile out like right from the ocean and, I believe it and, 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 and this is the reason why the vibe is so high here on the west side is because of like you know the, the way that the ground is configured yeah. Okay. That's what I, this is what happens when you come to like you know to Venice Beach from Brooklyn, New York. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like all of a sudden, then you're like alone, and you know, like someone approaches you, some stranger starts talking to you. Yeah, about... no, the, the, the guy's name is David Alexander Stop English. Actually, man, if you want to look him up, like, I don't even he, know. Like, he's you just the talk... sacred geometry guy that's like on Venice Boardwalk, man, and and, and he, he's he's got the truth, man. Yeah. And he just basically explained. He explained a lot of shit to me, and maybe it was also at a time in my life when I was like looking for <laughs> answers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, dude, I, I I went deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And you're just like, yes, tell me more. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wanted to know how it was all connected. You know, I was like, you know, I was like just turning in my early 40s, and uh, you know, at that time, right, as a as a Jewish man, you're you're allowed to study uh, Kabbalah. Right, so I was like looking at all these like similarities between Kabbalah and sacred geometry and quantum physics, and I was just like going deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's when you did DMT. Yeah, well, kind of at the exact same time. <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah, actually, you're like, oh, all this, yeah. everything connects. Yeah. It all makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Now that you mention it, three is four. <laughs> oh my god! Why hasn't everyone figured this out? I'm a genius. Yeah, my, my my apartment was vibrating at 174 hertz, actually, right? <laughs> Which is like the at the bottom of the solfeggio frequencies. It's it's like below the root chakra, and uh, and yeah, I, I I used some like tools to figure that out scientifically. Yeah, you that's are. How, that's how deep, dude. You're you're getting you're going deep. Your listeners are like, wow. <laughs> they just listening like what? Wow. Trying to figure it out. They don't even know what I'm actually saying because they're just mesmerized by my voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It is kind of uh, uh, hypnotic. Dude. <laughs> I'm over here high pitching nasally, and you just come in. Like, yeah. yeah. What's up? I've been Hi. practicing that on the uh, car ride up here. Like, James, you know. What voice should I do today? Yeah, James gave me a massive <laughs> dab actually before I came over, and I think Uh-oh. I got a little bit too high. But you're just riding that wave right now. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm, I'm definitely on the uh, on the on the caffeine yeah. uh, train. I think caffeine and weed go real well together. I love it. I'm a I, I do caffeine and weed all the time and tobacco. Come on, I smoke blunt rosin. Come on, dude. I'm I'm a, I'm a king of energy. I've smoked blunt rosin with you. Yeah, did you like it? It was actually uh, it, it 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 went actually? right. It went right to my brain. Yeah. Is that good or bad? No, it was good. Okay. I'd do it again. Yeah. 
it's always the best when you tell you give someone something or they finally like watch something or listen to some of yours. You go, actually, it was good. And I'm like, actually, what do you mean? You were going in expecting it to be sucky? No, like, I oh, here not, we go. I was not expecting like, it. Oh, to be actually, good. I liked it. I, like, I what? That, that's <laughs> one of those things where you can actually not expect it to be good. You know, because well, everyone thinks it's horrible, but they all smoke blunts. No, man, I'm I'm into it. I'm 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 into it. It was effective. It was definitely tasty and uh, something I would I would do again. Hell yeah! Eleven thirty's coming up. We'll make it another holiday celebration. Oh, you know, I recently found out that I was born at seven ten in the morning. Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn, it's like a dab. I'm just kidding. No, but interestingly <laughs> enough, like you know. My birthday is on the uh, day out of time in the Mayan calendar. Day out of time? Yeah, so in the Mayan calendar, there's 364 days. It's like based on the moon cycles or something like uh, something okay. like that. So on the 365th day, which happens to be on July 25th, they call that the day out of time. It's like the reset day. It's not the last day and it's not the first day. It's just like in between. So like yeah. So you're just in between um, time. Um yeah, I'm born. I'm I'm born <laughs> at, at, on the day that doesn't exist Damn. at seven ten. Like, what does that mean? I was born at eleven thirty in the morning. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned that. I haven't really said anything about it, but I think it's a good thing to know that I have the eleven thirty holiday. I had to recently... Uh, That's re- good, dude. 710? Hell yeah. I had to recently request an updated copy of my birth certificate from the health department in the state of New York in order to learn that fact. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I wonder if they rounded up or rounded down or if it was actually... Nope. 710. It says 710, like, like right there, not 711. 70. They're like, it's 708. Just put 710. Yeah. It'll be good in 40 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Someone was thinking. 40. So time travelers, you know, this is dimensional shit. They knew who you were going to become in the weed space. And let's make this fact happen. Yeah. What? Okay, so look, we're we're Jason Pinsky out here. We're going to get to it right now. I know we can just talk forever, dude. But I want to learn more about it, dude. You're from New York. You come out here in 2017, but... I was reading up, you're doing weed, you're doing music, and then there's technology. What are you doing with technology? We, uh, we Getting a, bored with it? What no, do you mean? I, I mean, listen, I've, I've, I think I just came up at the right time, right? Because, like, computers were, like, you know, kind of, like, happened right when I was at that age. But uh, my brother and I started a software company. Um, you know, we did that for a few years. It was uh, fashion in the fashion industry. So uh, we, we created, uh, like, uh, we were the first to do digital cameras in fashion, and we did the New York runway shows, and we had a pretty good business, and we sold it. And then I moved from fashion tech to music tech, and uh, we were, uh, our, our company did, like, websites for, I don't know, at the time, NSYNC, uh, LL Cool J, Christina Aguilera, like what? What do you? What? What is the software? What do you? Well, the software that we did was 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 for apparel companies, but um, we built websites in the early two thousands for all these music acts because <laughs> if you think about it, at the time, uh, MP threes were coming out. And a Master. lot of artists were losing revenue through digital music. Oh, yeah, LimeWire. Through technology. So we were like, well, how can we provide technology solutions that added revenue streams for artists? 
So, like, we were pretty early in, like, um, sponsored websites. We did a thing with NSYNC and, and, and Microsoft, you know. What? Like, like okay. You know, so we, nice. would, we would bring bands, you know, uh, revenue streams through technology solutions, which was kind of revolutionary. So you were learning all the code in HTML and I, all that C++? I used to, yeah, man. We used, to, all we, used that. To, we used to do all that, yeah. What? Yeah. Was, uh, that was, uh, you know, but the, the... And you were doing fashion, too, Well, you said? it was fashion tech from, like, 94 What is fashion technology? What, what you, does it mean? Like, what were you doing for... What, what are you, were you doing? So, like, uh, we would go into... Fashion. We would go into, like, Calvin Klein, and we'd, like, take digital photos of all their stuff, and we'd put it into our software, and then, like, when buyers would come into to Market Week to their showrooms, um, you know, what we do right now on Google with the search is common but in 94 yeah. being able to search a database that had you know pictures of uh of products and get custom catalogs uh it was like for sales and marketing for these companies so that they could sell their shit nice so like digital you do like digital catalogs was digital before digital it was before it yeah. was common and yeah we created that lane Whoa, in, pioneer in, in the apparel and fashion space in the, in the mid 90s let's go yeah. the late 1900s yeah that's how old i am what do you mean? I was from. I have stories from the late 1900s. Well, you know, time is an illusion. <laughs> is it? Uh, they say pre- past, present, and future are actually all happening. Now. Yeah, it is. Because this moment right here is the past right now. Yeah. What? Yeah. Did that just happen? Yeah, apparently, it will happen. Wait. Look, my head hurts. So, okay, so you're doing techno. How'd you get into the whole technology thing? You were just that generation your brother was into it yeah. you guys bought a computer would you an yeah. apple i i uh, so for my bar mitzvah i got i got my first apple 2c yeah actually and uh, i think we just stayed in that lane you know my dad uh, had a uh, a, a, man, a belt manufacturing company like leather goods mm-hmm. so we got to work for my dad and he originally like you know kind of uh, helped us to like uh, you know develop the software for his business and it was so good that we just kind of like made it a product and then kind of started to, to market it i just started just keep going figuring out transitioning yeah I, adjusting I, I, I don't know i mean the fashion space was like first in my career but but music vision was 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 kind of linking the music and technology pieces and, and that's where you're getting more excited well, yeah, I mean, eventually, like, you know, it, 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 it led to uh, to going on the road with bands and, and doing, like, you know, more kind of, you know, actual production stuff. Um, but, uh, but you know, it was uh, it was fashionable, I guess, in, in that time to have a tech company also. And then, and then, so here you are doing technology, and then I was looking this up, you're like, you got bored with technology? What was... You're just over it? Um, no, I think... You the, realize we are technology? I think the career changed. Um, it's not that I got bored with tech, but, like, you know, from 93 to, like, you know, 2011, um, you know, that's a that's a, a, a pretty long tenure in terms of doing tech in, in different yeah. forms. There's a lot of revolutionary shit happening in that time, yeah. too. A yeah. lot of innovation. I think that, like, you know, as the, as the weed industry started to really kind of formulate you know, I had been selling weed throughout the side. Like, we were like the sour diesel crew back in New York. 
Where is it at? I need it. Yeah, actually, uh, like that's uh, a real exotic right now. It, it is, and, uh, and, and <laughs> you can't find it anywhere. I, I know AJ's got a match going right now, so uh, see me in about six weeks. Okay. Yeah. Get but, that. Uh, AJ, Mr. Sour Diesel. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to AJ. Uh, yeah. So you know, weed was always like my side hustle. That's your, your your real passion. Yeah, I mean, you know, but when the when the when the industry started to happen, like 2012, 13, 14, um, you know, it's, a, it's watching tech kind of like be, you know, technology was like a hobby that turned into an industry, and weed was also very much like a hobby that turned into an industry. So having had that lens of experience on the tech industry, it was very similar in parallel to how the weed industry kind of started up. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say that I got bored, but you know, the, the uh, uh, right around the same time as, as, as the cannabis industry was forming was when I was like, you know, ending a 14 year relationship with pain medication. And, um, you know, so it, for me, it was really the medical movement and how uh, cannabis extracts, you know, I said I was uh, returned to the cannabis cup in 2014. Yeah. And through that experience of judging um, cannabis cups and having access to, to concentrates, I was able to, to end a 14 year relationship with, uh, with pain meds. And how did that happen? I had spine surgery uh, at. Uh, Actually, on my way to Katz's Deli. From the, on the moped? I was, no, uh, I was, <clears throat> I was recording a show in New York City. Um, I was uh, archiving uh, music for a band called Modesky Martin and Wood. And uh, at Soundcheck, uh, we were like uh, going to get some pastrami sandwiches at Katz's. Okay. And I jumped over a fence of a city park and I landed and I, mm. and I compressed the disc mm. in my back. So... That was my first surgery, and then uh, about ten years later. How old was How old were you then? Oh, I don't know. It was in two thousand one. So do the math. Okay. Eight. Okay. So late. Okay. Like that. And then, uh, and then, yeah. I, uh, about ten years later, I did uh, have a, 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 a little motorcycle fender bender and uh, and severed my hamstring in my right leg. Ooh. Yeah, that was a that was a painful one, but that was one of those like real life experiences. Like that specific event was the catalyst of me actually getting off of the medication. So in 2013, I made a commitment to lose 100 pounds and to get 100% off the opiates after like 12 years, and it took me about a year and a half. But um, actually, coming up October 14th will be eight years that I've been opiate-free. Hey. And it started with access to concentrates and dabs by judging High Times Cannabis Cups again in 2014. So you just, you were on the, you were on this opiates that they prescribed you pain pills because of surgeries, your yeah. accidents, yeah. everything's happening, and yeah. the pain was intolerable, you didn't have access, they were trying to prescribe you pain pills, and a lot of side effects fucks you up. You realize that's happening. The medical thing in California is much interest since you've had a passion for cannabis. You're like, let me go get some safe access. Yeah, man. Cannabis. You know, I, I started learning really about the endocannabinoid system and learning about how uh, cannabis chemistry and lab testing and different compounds in the plant. I kind of took my like same computer science knowledge and uh, applied it toward cannabis science specifically as it related to me getting off the payments. And 
So is that how you get to California, or is it the, the no, show that gets you to California? Well, it's interesting because um, because the work, the legislative work that I did in New York, right, to to um, to get the medical program passed through in 2014. Um, in 2016 is when the program got enacted, and I actually met a producer at a weed event from Vice. And it was uh, the medical program that led to the show because they were like, well, we want to do a story on the New York medical program. And I was like, let me tell you the story that you actually want to do. We're going up to Albany to get chronic pain added. That's a qualifying condition and you should come with me. I'm speaking at a press conference and I have appointments with a couple of senators and come behind the scenes and cover it. So they covered that trip. We went up and um, that kind of got me noticed within the vice community, and then also meeting Abdullah Saeed at a cannabis cup uh, also got me connected like through a, a different lane. So okay. both of those things uh, led to, to Bong Appetit. And just to actually correct you, I was not the executive producer, I was the cannabis producer. The cannabis producer. Yeah, this is the first ever credited cannabis producer on IMDb. And that's interesting because you're right. Um, you know, Martha and Snoop, for example, like, you know, didn't have real weed. Like, you know, real productions would have like uh, an ounce or two uh, as like what they're actually using, but then all the accoutrement and everything fake. was all fake. Yeah. And we were the actual only show that when you open the pantry, every single thing that was, was real in there was real. I got to witness that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to tell a story on Bang Appetit. Um, you know, everyone's like, you talk about from seed to sale. And the story I wanted to tell in the pantry was like from flower to fraction, right? You know what I mean? And and, and everything in between, all the different textures and whatnot, you know? But uh, we had a lot of fun on that show. Yeah. I, I, I heard that uh, you took them to like a secret medicated dinner in New York as one of the... Well, we used to actually host uh, uh, a thing called... Um, what was it called? Uh, Chef for Hire used to put it on, um, and uh, and I used to host the uh, the event. So the Secret Underground Dinner was actually like hosted in my studio, and uh, my friend Hawaii Mike would put it on, but I would like MC it essentially. And we invited a couple of guys from Vice, and uh, but Bang Appetit had already existed uh, as a as a uh, an online show. They did an entire season. Uh, before it went on on cable on the air, so it was you know I think maybe that dinner kind of helped to cement my role in the production, but certainly like you know they had they had uh, they had you know invented it before I had gotten there. What? Okay. All right. I need to get I need to see these notes because I, I be getting this this information all all cannabis producer from Faisal's Bonga Petit. Oh, also the... Can I talk a little bit about this, dude? What is it? Uh, the chief cannabis evangelist. Yeah, when I came out to Cali to shoot the show, you know, the uh, uh, Bong Appetit was a seasonal thing, you know, and, and TV doesn't pay that well, you know, when you're working for Vice. Um, so I knew I needed a gig in the actual industry, and uh, I landed on this company called Ease, 
and Ease was exactly that. They were like also a couple of points on the uh, Pinsky Triangle, right? Weed connected to tech. So uh, I approached those guys and I uh, made them an offer they couldn't refuse. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you guys are like, you know, uh, kind of perceived as big weed, you know, like uh, kind of Silicon Valley douchebags. And uh, what makes you guys authentic? And um, you know, I kind of embedded in there for a couple of weeks just to kind of like catch the vibe. And then they brought me on as an advisor, and then they hired me as the uh, you're right, the chief cannabis evangelist. Um, I didn't think I was like the evangelist for ease as much as I was the evangelist for like the plan. You know what I mean? And uh, and that was good. You know, it, was, it, it definitely got me relocated out to, to Cali because it gave me like a lane in the industry. And you were just uh, you were with them for a little bit. I got to visit uh, the little your your Pinsky section at yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah. we made uh, Studio One uh, in the back lot of. Uh, of is that when you met homie on the beach when you were learning all about Venice and the geo? Yeah, yeah, because our <laughs> during that time, <laughs> yeah, our, our, our office was right on Venice Beach. Yeah, so, like I'd go out for lunch and like the dude would be out there drawing sacred geometry, the Flower of Life by hand, and I'd be like, "What is that?" By hand? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the, the level of accuracy. What were you out there smoking your sour diesel? Um, you know, I did actually sour diesel. I've, I've said this recently has almost been like my calling card. Like if I think about like all the, a lot of the cool shit that I've done, it started with like, you know, pulling out some sour and being like, what? What you know? know? Smell Because according, it says that your crew brought Chemdog into existence in well, 91 and Sour Diesel in 95. Well, I don't So basically, I mean that, I was one of the fortunate people to sit in between the Chemdog crew and that's, you know, me, I met G, in uh, 94, although the... On a plane. On a plane. And then uh, AJ in uh, 95 at Wetlands. And those crews really didn't fuck with each other. Um, but uh, but because I wasn't a grower, and because, like, you know, I was, you know, working with bands and recording shows, um, somehow I got to sit in between a lot of great music and a lot of great weed. So, yeah, I had the connect for the Chem 91. I had the connect for the Sour. And, uh, and that was like, you know, that was our crew. What? You know, I love that sour and that cam. How was that conversation on the plane? How, did you know it was Ken? Or were you guys just, everyone just started talking like, okay, I guess we're all going to Amsterdam. We know why we're on this flight. Well, I, obviously. Um, I actually, uh, <laughs> the reason I met uh, G, Chem Father, right? Chem Dog, right? Is because uh, I overheard him talking about the lyrics to a fish song. Um, on uh, uh, it, so and and I thought it was a, a I thought the lyrics were one thing and he thought it was something else and I walk up to him and I actually was like hey I think it's this so actually music was the connection between me and that I would have never had any reason to like meet this guy if I didn't hear him and if you think about it in '94 not many people knew who Fish were. So, like, the fact that, like, you know, that's also, like, you know, almost like a very small community yeah. of weirdos, you know what I mean? So, yeah, music connected me to uh, to the Chem 91. Fish, specifically. What? Yeah. That's amazing, dude, because, you know, music is, I think music is the thing that brings a lot of people together. It's the same language, because no matter what that that rhythm is, or the beat, or the melody, any everyone can relate to it. It puts you in a certain place. It puts you in a certain feeling. 
put you in a certain spot, so. Yeah, for sure, man, you know. What? Live music specifically, actually, because, like, uh, when you hear live music, like, you actually feel, like, these days everyone's got it, like, just in their headphones and their, but, like, when you're at a show, man, you actually, like, you, you, you get a different yeah, sensation energy. because you actually feel, like, the sound waves, like, you know. That way you created Hayes City? Hayes City. Um, <laughs> Hayes City was actually the company that... Uh, for your live music state yeah, strategies so for when I, when artists. I, when I started recording live music, I had to form up a company. And at the time, I had like five different kinds of Hayes in front of me. Mm. And you know, like, uh, have you ever noticed that something when it's in excess, like is referred to as a city? Yeah. My Aunt Marcia, we used to go for like uh, to the bakery and she and I'd like look at the Italian bakery items and she'd be like, Ugh, you don't want that, it's fat city. Ugh. Yeah. We in Cookie City. Yeah, like you know, yeah. like party city. Yeah. Anyway, Hayes City, dude. When you've got like when 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 you've got because you know the haze was really I wild. love haze. The haze and the hash were the reasons why you would go to Amsterdam in the nineties. So like Bro, I went to Amsterdam recently and they were no haze. It was all California strings, all these desserts. I was like, where's the haze at? That's I came here for the haze. That's just a crime. Right? That is a crime. I was upset. Yeah, that is a crime. Everybody wants these dessert strings. Are you still smoking the haze? Um, yeah. Actually, the Nigerian haze is probably one of my favorite. And um, I'm still actually paying taxes as Haze City Incorporated. What? Since 1998. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, I always remember, because I've seen you at, we've crossed past so many events, so many places. We're, you know, in the same places a lot because of cannabis. And every time I see you, you would like pull out a jar and be like, African land race, the tradition. <laughs> I just got this from Zimbabwe. This was sent to me from Kenya. Look at this one right here. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Let me get some of these sativas, G. Yeah, well, you have to be, uh, you have to, you, <laughs> allegedly, you have to be over, to four, over 40 to really appreciate, you know, the haze, but, uh, but not for everyone, obviously. Well, I'm, I'm basically there. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We're basically there, dude. Still so, such a good-looking I just had my triple bar mitzvah. That's true, actually. So yeah. I'm, bas- I'm basically there. I was at your triple bar mitzvah. You were. I wore, I and wore you came suit. with, like, an actual bar mitzvah yeah. outfit. Yeah, dude. I had the keepas there. I had the boards to sign. I had Kentron, live music. It was great, man. I linked you with my rabbi. Yeah, he did, I did. But it was, you know, it was Motsi Shabbat, so it was a little hard for him to get yeah. there. And it was all right. We had a good time. I enjoyed it. I had my rabbi on as, uh, as, as the most recent playing for Kids Keep the Brain. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he dropped some knowledge. I'm sure. Yeah. Where can people watch that? So we're not on the air yet. Okay. But we're in production right now. Okay. So coming to a screen. What? We're can get info on a website or how can um, people keep up? Social uh, media? Yeah, we're not even there yet. We're just like, <laughs> like You could follow me at, at Jason Pinsky on all Yeah, stuff. yeah, that's and, great. Uh, our uh, our studio is called 3 is 4. 3 is 4io Oh. And you said, like, I know the triangle's three, but you got all deep about it and said there's more, there's a Serpinski, and it's all interdimensional, da 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 and you mentioned food. Yeah, so, um, I, uh, I like to eat. But, I um, love eating. The food part, actually, is, uh, if you're in, uh, Brooklyn or Philly, uh, we've got a spot called Feta Sal. I'm glad you said it, because I was, didn't want to butcher it. Yeah, Feta Sal, it actually <laughs> means fat pig in German. What? Yeah. Um, and uh, 
So we've been uh, rated uh, number one, actually, in New York City for barbecue. Zagat rated. Zagat rated number one. Uh, for barbecue. Barbecue in New York City for since 2006. Five, it says in the notes, but I don't know if that's real. 2006 or five? Six? I must check your notes, actually. Yeah. They're probably more accurate It than says mine. 2005. I what? Should, I should study. I should study those. Well, how, why did you get into the restaurant? How did you get involved with barbecue? Um, well, when you moved to Williamsburg, Brooklyn, Williamsburg was one of the uh, few neighborhoods that uh, had not really been, like, uh, you know, gentrified, really. Um, so when the towers came down in 2001, a lot of people left uh, lower Manhattan and kind of moved to Brooklyn. And uh, I was in that same boat. When you're moving into a new neighborhood that doesn't, like, that hasn't been, like, you know, redeveloped, you need basic shit, man. You need, like, a bacon, egg, and cheese spot. You know, you need a barbecue spot. Right. You need, like, a beer garden. You know, like, all right. that. So, a guy I used to sell weed to, right, coincidentally, was opening up a, 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 a barbecue spot. And uh, I, you know, loaned him some money and uh, actually didn't loan him some money. I invested money into the business. He said, let me get a, let me be a part of this, dog. Uh, yeah. So like, you know, I can't take the credit for the day-to-day -day operations, but I can take the credit for eating. A shit <laughs> time barbecue, for believing in yeah. it and, and investing and being yeah. a part of it yeah. and, and trusting the chef. And, and if you think about it, like, you know, the barbecue spot was down the block from the vice office, right? Mm. You know, I was selling mm. sour to Abdullah, you mm. know, um, you know, so like the, those, you know, the, the food and weed lane were just local to the neighborhood, and I was well known. I when did that. you start selling weed? I started selling weed uh, probably, like, legit when I was in college. Um, I remember uh, going up to freshman year with, like, maybe it was only a quarter pound of weed, um, but I definitely had, like, eighths in the freshman dorm. So you had a quarter pound broken down, or you just like, I'm going to take no, this from no, my head? No, 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 I, I got it fronted uh, by, uh, by my, my buddy Dino's old roommate, um, I think his name was Tom, and I, maybe it was a half a pound of weed, I went up with the scale, you know, and definitely had... Uh, You're like, y'all got a whole bunch yeah, of kids. Yeah, and, and, and I, I remember moving out of the dorms, I went to the University of Hartford, in Hartford, Connecticut. And after first semester, U of H. I was at yeah U of H. That's what they say. I don't know if that is, but it sounds good. Uha is actually what they called it. U Uha Uha University of Ha Hartford. U <laughs> Hart. Uha Hart was the school of music actually. So oh. There were a bunch of weird music uh, kids that. You weren't in the music department. No, but I was. Uh, I remember doing uh, uh, for the theater department. I did sound for uh, for the for some of the productions. You know. But uh, yeah, sold weed in in in, uh, in college. college, and this yeah kept going. And then from there, yeah, I moved. I left college when I was nineteen and started. We started the software company when I was twenty. So like, I, I I was a weed man in New York City, you know, since '93. So while you're doing the technology, you're still hooking up people with the friends and family with with, with chems with, and with sours. Weed. I mean, the chems and sours started like you know mid to late '90s. It was it was actually like legit swag. So where were, you were just getting random? Where was in in New York? I'm sure the how was the weed looking? It was probably was. Um, it changed over time. I mean, like I, I used to sell I used to sell Mexican brick weed and headstash. Um, 
And then eventually I got out of the, the, the um, you know, the Brick League game. Yeah. Connoisseurs. Good shit. Yeah. You got that. And it wasn't like, you know, it was, a, you had to be my friend. You had to, uh, right? It's funky right now, right? Hell yeah. yeah. You talking about the big payback. The big payback. Yeah, man. No, I, I, uh, you had to be, you know, a friend to come over. It wasn't like I had a delivery service or anything like that. It was just like, uh, after work, come hang out, listen to some music. We also uh, uh, traded tapes. So, like, back in the day, you would literally have to, um, you know, like, uh, make a copy of a cassette in real time. So, friends would come over. They'd come over with their music. We'd load it up and listen to a show. They'd leave with a bag of weed. And that's how it happened. It's not like an in and out. It's a come in, chill. Yeah. We're vibing. Yeah. Here you go. Give my money. Here are some words yeah. of encouragement. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was That's exciting. Like, it's more like a hang, you know. Yeah. Like you're forging real relationships. And you had with it. It was like at the house. You didn't have like at a. My house, you didn't yeah. have like an office where no. you could have like a production. They would come to the office. You'd no, like, Yo. no. The office was uh, the office was like where we did you know our, our tech work. But back at the crib was like, yeah. You, know, you had to come over and smoke weed. Listen, these days the office is where it all goes down. You pull up, you talk meetings, you get you get hooked up, you fucking smoke a lot and. My yeah. office these days, like, uh, yeah, man. I pulled office. up to your office. Yeah, of course. Your office is, is looks like a fucking tech content fucking dream. Ooh. You got three fucking curved monitors in a row. It looks like you're in a fucking spaceship. You got a fully green screen room. You got motherfucking 18 microphones and 47 cameras. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're, we're in the 24th century, actually. But really, it's only Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I can't wait to see what's going on. I see everyone throwing up the signs, the hand signals about coming to an end. So I know we could talk for a lot longer. I'd like to invite you as a brain on Pinsky and the Brain, actually, and uh, dive deep into your story. What? Growing up in the valley and working in radio and how it all emerged to, uh, to this what what is this? Here in outer space. This is the same studio where they filmed the moon landing, right? Uh, no, no. <laughs> yes, dude. Right, we're breaking the fourth wall. I don't yeah. know. It's a little too small to be like the moon landing. I don't know. Man. Maybe without the furniture. Yeah, we yeah, might have. I don't know, man. We out here in the future. And we're coming to you live from Woodland Hills. Whoa, we in the valley, baby. Yeah, whatever. We, whenever you want, I could come on. I'd be a guest. You could we could talk more about things. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like you know, I, I, the people want to know. What? What do they want to know? They want to know the, the, the your story. I mean, like it's, it's it's not about Pinsky. It's about the brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could get my my story from Pinsky's with Pinsky's fucking guidance. Yeah. Yeah. You let me know, and we can make it happen, bro. Um, I'm thrilled to have been a guest on your show today. <laughs> what are you smoking right now? Sour Diesel. Always? Always. How do you smoke it? What's your go-to? I roll joints because I like my weed freshly ground. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's your go-to munchie? My go-to munchie right now is, uh, well, I'm really kind of into uh, Concord grapes. Right Ooh, now. grape juice? No, not grape, grape soda? Ju- no, no. Just grapes, no, grapes? No, no, not grapes. Concord grapes. They have this like Late designer, yeah. No, the cotton candy are the designer. Okay, Concord grapes are sta- are the, of the standard variety, but they're not just grapes. They're the ones that are used for grape jelly. 
So they have that, like, they have this twang for that thing. Damn, the go-to munchies is Concord grapes. Go All right. check it out. I'm gonna have to go get some Concord grapes because I know Concord grape juice. I know they make juice yeah, out of the that's Concord it. grapes it's, too. It's a man of yeah, so that's where I see it all the time. Yeah. Dang, that's so they're big purple grapes. They're big purple grapes. What? You know what I like to do with my grapes when I'm really high? I like to take them and I, I peel the grape skin off. Yeah. So I get like that little, the, yeah, that little like jelly, and then I put it in fun dip, and then I shake the fun dip so all the sugar absorbs into the grape, and then I eat the exotic grapes. Okay, that's gangster. It's one of my munchies. I have like a top 10 munchie list that I do. Well, um, the other thing that uh, I like to do is uh, I like to separate the, uh, the Oreos uh-huh. from each other. And like, you know. Do, so, do, you, do you get happy when it's just one side is all the, all the cream and the other side is empty? Or do you like a... I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll sacrifice uh, two cookies in order to make a quad stuff. What? Four point geometry. So my God, please! <laughs> you actually look at the, uh, the the shape of the the, uh, the imprinted on the cookie of the Oreo. It actually is also sacred geometry. It is, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, because they took it from the Hydrox, which is the original Oreo. That's right. Which means, you know. Whatever, that's a whole other story. So, and, and more to be found out for about the Hydrox and more. <laughs> uh, if I get in your car right now, what am I listening to? What's on the what's in the car? Um, so uh, the band that I'm really into is uh, called uh, Polyrhythmo. It's like uh, they're um, they're from Africa. Okay. And and, uh, and it's like uh, all this incredible like I don't know if it's Nigeria, but I'm into like this African polyrhythmic music right now. I like it. I do some uh, African workouts, African dance that. workouts I've seen every, that. in I'm the morning. I'm actually starting my workout routine. You know, I'm 30 pounds lighter than I was the last time you saw me. Hell yeah. Good shit, congrats. Yeah. I'm 30 pounds lighter, too. You look it, actually. I try. Yeah, you look at spelt. I'm trying to. Spelt with a B. Spelt, the Yiddish. Yeah. Listen, dude, I know they're gonna, they're wrapping us up. They keep showing the signs. See Andrew running back and forth over here with my, <laughs> with my eyes. Jason Pinsky, everybody, in the building. Three is four. The Pinsky Triangle. I'm sure you'll see more about it, hear more about it. Pinsky in the brain coming soon. Uh, Operation Pipe Dreams on Altered. He's got a whole bunch of shit happening. Follow him on the socials. Yeah, where, where can people find you, Jason Pinsky? I'm, I'm Jason Pinsky on all social platforms. On everything. On everything. On everything. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, man. Uh, it's really been uh, it's really been fun. Thank you for having me as your uh, guest. And can't wait to uh, see you again on the other side of the throes of the universe. <laughs> coming to you live from beyond. Bro, this hour went by so fast. I just, I, I like, we barely, I feel like we just started. And next part two of what's <laughs> really currently going on. Yeah. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna make it happen, dude. How you feeling over there, Ken? Chilling. Just in the background. Playing jams. Keeping the vibes going and flowing. Like hey. the water. Hey. That we have to drink. Hey. So you might want to stop and think about what comes out of your sink. Don't blink. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yo, Ken always just say real shit. Do you drink tap water? I do. Nice. Yeah, I do. In LA? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Oh, man. Not at all. Oh, no, man. 
I filter that shit. Yeah, I think I drink filtered tap water, but like, you know. No, I'm just like, like a, straight out the sink. I have like a hose, I have like a, a, a whole house water filtration system. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's different. I'm just thinking like just going into a random, random ass Yeah, I got sink. Montezuma's Revenge once in Mexico. That's from drinking water? From drinking water. Oh, I went on Montezuma's Revenge at Knott's Berry Farm, yeah. which is a roller coaster. There you go. Yeah. Whatever got it. I'm gonna catch it. Wait, actually, I went to Mexico and I didn't drink the water, but I got ice. Yeah, that'll do it. And I think too. I got like a little, little bit of the of the of the uh, leaky butt, but it was fine. That's, 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 yeah, that's, but it wasn't like like a full on just that's, like that's Montezuma. Yeah, it wasn't a full Montezuma. It was just a Montes. Yeah, it was just like Montezuma. Yeah, <laughs> it was a Samama. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to gamble and lose. No, no, no. Listen, Jason Pinsky. I'm glad we made this happen. There's so much more to talk about. We just scratched the surface, dude, from having a ballet classes being taught in your house and playing instruments and loving music and getting high and then selling weed and getting into technology with fashion and music and cannabis always being by your side and following just life, dude. You just follow your passion and just stay happy. I always see you. You're just always smiling and, and having a good time, man. What's the secret? Uh, the secret is uh, you can't have peaks without valleys. Whoa. So when you, uh, when you fail, you actually gain the most amount of knowledge. So embrace failure and put knowledge before experience. And that's the secret. Let's go, dude. And then we're going to cut that, put that little viral moment being the more you know all that shit. I love it. Thank you so much, Jason. I appreciate you coming through. Shout out to everyone chilling out. Matt, of course, you're the best. Kentron always taking them Ebony's and Ivories. It's so funny. Hey City, Hayes Radio. We out here making it happen. You already know the highest host, Adam Hill at AdamHill.com. Appreciate everyone listening. And of course, always thank you to all the growers out there. All of y'all are the best. I don't give a fuck if it's one plant, ten plant, a thousand plants. Without you guys, none of us would be here living this life. None of us would be out here smoking the sweet, smoking that hash, doing what we do in this space. So thank you, growers. Y'all are the best. Once again, Hayes Radio, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we're out. Bye. See you guys next time. Yeah.